seaweed my own naked eye I gotta cut the cord and fall away An instinct I can justify Baby, I'm and on, please. Dumois has the whole what story. Did, did you it? hear what Dumois, Dumois said? Who is it? Oh, can you believe this blind item? Dumois was on that story a long time Sunday ago. Sunday means celeb sightings with Dumois. I, just DM'd Dumois. I cannot believe what I just read about on Dumois. More. I need to hear more. Hello, and welcome to Do You, the show where you'll hear all the latest in celeb gossip and special exclusives that are not shared on my Instagram or anywhere else. I'll be your guide into the world of celeb news, sightings, and secrets. I will be giving you all of the information I have on your favorite topics every week. This week, for the first time ever, I'm publicly talking about the F-Factor diet with my guest, influencer and entrepreneur, Emily Gellis. Emily will be clearing up any misconceptions, revealing never-before-heard parts of this story, and will even discuss the role my account played in all of this coming to light. All of that and more on this week's episode of Do You. Here on Do You, we do not like misleading info. That's why I do my best to be transparent with the most up-to-date intel on all of your favorite celebs. You can trust that I will never intentionally dupe you. Sadly, in life, we do have to deal with a lot of sneaky terms, annoying bill hikes, and exorbitant fees that we did not anticipate. We call that yada yada. Here on Do You, we do not like yada yada. Now, you could spend all of your time combing through contracts, or you could just skip the hassle and go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile, helping you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life, so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada. Never settle for less. I know I never do. And now that I don't have to worry about sneaky yada yada, I have time to dedicate my time to making the best content for you guys. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Before we dive into the latest celebrity intel, let's talk about a different kind of drama, the kind that involves our furry co-stars, our pets. I wanted to share a message from our partner, Spot Pet Insurance, who is here to help with unexpected veterinary bills. What's that? Well, with Spot Pet Insurance, you can get up to 90% cash back on eligible vet bills. You you would need that. Yeah. Saving up to 90% on vet bills sounds fantastic. <laughs> it sure is. And get this. Spot pet insurance plans cover not only unexpected accidents and illnesses, but also offers an optional preventative care benefit. It can help with the cost of routine wellness, vaccines, and more. Is it pricey? Probably less expensive than a surprise $1,800 vet bill, and you know what that's like. It's not pretty. Just head over to spotpet.com for a free quote. Paid ad from Spot Pet Insurance, waiting periods, annual deductibles, coinsurance, benefit limits, and exclusions may apply. For all terms, visit spotpetins.com forward slash sample dash policy. Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence, American Insurance Company, or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC.
Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today we're doing things a little bit differently. I'm having a conversation with someone about one specific topic. We're not going to be talking about a variety of celebrities today. We're going to be talking about something that has been in the news for the past two years and I just want everyone to know two things before we start. Well, let me first introduce our guest. Our guest is Emily Gellis, influencer, entrepreneur, mom. Hello. Hi. Thanks for being here. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to say two things before we start. The first thing is you and I have not spoken like voice to voice in probably almost two years. Yeah. So this is like the first time we're having a real conversation about F-Factor and the whole situation that has occurred from Instagram. So I think it's important that everybody knows that, that, I mean, I have so many questions for you because we haven't really had a conversation and, you know, there's a podcast out now on Wondery called Fed Up. And I will say it's like it is filling in some of the holes in the story that I didn't know existed. So that's one thing I want people to know that this is like going to be a very honest conversation between two people. Now, we know each other. Yes. I've never, you know, denied that. (laughs) You've said it. (laughs) I've said it. Like we know each other, but we just haven't spoken about this we've spoken like through dm but it just hasn't been about this i don't know why it just like you kind of did your own thing and yeah i was like out there battling celebrities and <laughs> you know <laughs> it just we never talked about it i think people think that we probably like have had a million conversations about this and we really haven't yeah and the second thing i want to say is that i did invite tanya zuckerbrot to come on an episode of the podcast not this episode a separate episode that she is more than welcome to come on and speak about the situation. I reached out to her. She has not responded. You know, I want everyone to know that, you know, I want to have a fair conversation, even though you and I know each other. You're a good journalist. What a fair journalist. <laughs> not a you journalist. Become. You really upped your game here. This is how you, this is the right way. You are correct. <laughs> You are kosher. This is the kosher way to do it. Good job. <laughs> well, okay. Well, she she hasn't responded, but of course, Tanya, if you are listening to this, you are more than welcome to come on and speak your side of the story, although she does a great job of doing that on her own platform, so I could understand how she might just want to stick to her own platform. So the first thing I wanted to clear up with you, because I got a couple DMs about it. You talked about it in a live that somebody sent me was a supposed conversation that you and I had when this all started. And well, first of all, for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, (laughs) I just assume everyone knows. um, F-Factor is a diet that was created by a dietitian named Tanya Zuckerbrod. It was really, really popular in New York City. I would say like... Emily, tell me if you agree with this. Like in 2000, between like 2017 and 2019, like a lot of my friends were talking about it. Yeah. So it was, I feel like it was really popular like 
amongst like young women, like during those years in New York city. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think. Um, so if anyone listens to the podcast where it opens, um, and there's a literal, an, a real clip that I went back in my story archives to find it's from August, 2018. And that's the right. first time I meet Tanya in person, coincidentally, like we're not in a feud then it's literally random. And when she's like, oh, I'm founder of F Factor, I was like, like, I, I was like, oh yeah. And like, yeah, like I knew people that were carrying around these Gigi crackers, which like, I was not a fan of, I thought they were gross, but like, I definitely heard about it. And I, I've always said this, like the diet was very popular Yes. Um, in New York, like with New York yes. girls. I mean, I'm, we're New Yorkers, yes. like I'm a New Yorker. So yes. like, but I heard about it a million times. Yes. I totally agree with you. The diet was really popular in New York city amongst young women in New York, which is why I heard about it, which is why when the subject came up on my Instagram story and I'll go through the first post that I ever posted about it. Yeah. Um, it was interesting to me cause I was like, Oh wow. Like this is a diet me and my friends have been talking about, but so it was a diet. It's based on consumption of fiber <laughs> during, <laughs> during quarantine. I received a message about Tanya, not about the diet. I was posting about, and I don't know if a lot of people know this. I don't even know if you remember, but the first ever post about F factor and Tanya Zuckerbrot was from an intern um. who was complaining about Tanya making her go to Bergdorf Goodman to return a pair of shoes yes. during her internship. And she was like, just kind of complaining saying, you know, I got this internship. I thought I was going to be working with dietitians and I had to go to Bergdorf and return a pair of shoes. So that was the very first post I, that was posted about Tanya. I think I know. I think you'll correct me if I'm wrong. I think I know what I think you were posting about toxic workplaces and like there was a lot of fashion answers and me yes. and I think that submission came in and that probably was the impetus for people sending other messages because they saw Correct. that it's like that's my guess Correct. okay yeah that is it that is what happened so it started with this um intern who probably when she sent the message was just contributing to the conversation right because at the time you know and my my account kind of still is just like a live message board like you send in something and I post it so that's what I was doing we were discussing workplaces we were discussing a lot of fashion like you just said and Tanya's um office came up so then people started sending in stuff about working in her office and then the narrative quickly changed and I wasn't sure why, like I had no idea at this point, And as I'm sure you didn't either in the beginning, like why so many people were interested in this woman and her diet. So the narrative quickly changed to gossip about Tanya. And then it sort of changed into the diet at which point I was getting negative and positive reviews. And I kind of just um, stopped posting. Now there was a specific post that caught your eye. Right. Okay, so also let's go back to this because we never talked about this either, Emily. Like, so (laughs) I received a post that said allegedly Tanya was counseling one of her clients in the diet and she supposedly said, do not take antidepressants. They'll make you gain weight or something along those lines. Correct. Was that what it was? If you feel like you're gaining weight that you could get off them. It was like the sentiment. Right. So that post caught your eye. You reposted it. Yes. And in doing so, you said to unknowingly, probably you opened yourself up and said to 
the Instagram community send me stuff about Tanya. Like you didn't know you were doing that, but people saw her name and they saw the F Factor diet being posted and they wanted an outlet to post what yeah. they had to say about it. Yeah. They didn't care where it was. They didn't care where it was being posted or if it was my account, your account, like people wanted this information out there. I think she always says, and you'll hear this if you like listen to her talk, she's obsessed with like saying it's a smear campaign, but like to kind of what you're saying, what I'm saying, a line. When I first posted about it, I was literally addressing the mental health aspect. It honestly had nothing to do with the diet, but I've said in every interview I've ever done that people are obsessed with this woman, but also obsessed with hating her. Um, And like people wanted these things out about her. And there was a tremendous like amount of messages. Like I've discussed this many times, like I could not even field all the messages and they were ranging from diet to personality to like this woman is just horrible people that worked for her people that were quote friends with her people that then did the diet got really sick like there were so many different categories like and it still to this day surprises me the amount of people that don't like this woman or don't like her diet or really wanted this information to get out which I was not realizing to your point that I was even really doing. I just thought that one point was really offensive because it was also talking about the Holocaust. Um, and if people want to go back and look like everything lives in, in my page and in the open discussion highlights, but it's also discussed and uh, Casey Wilson reads, I think the script of the, that initial post that you posted that I reposted, it's in the podcast. So if you listen, you'll hear what was said and you'll, I think anyone can understand. I mean, I'm, I'm a Jewish girl from Long Island. Like the Holocaust part was really triggering, but also the mental health part, because I'm a big mental health advocate. I feel very passionately like about medication. If you need it, medication has saved, you know, me and helped me live a normal life when, when I've struggled with anxiety and depression, which I've been very open about also my platform. I know there's a huge stigma behind it and it's not like a secret. I'm not a doctor, but weight gain is a potential side effect of some medications. It happens with antidepressants, but the idea that a health professional would even ever say that. And granted, I did not know at this point, we're talking April, 2020, I think I did not know if this was true. Maybe it was. Yeah. I think it was like, I think it was May because one of the times that we did um, talk about this in the beginning, you had said, asked me if I had the original message. Right. right, And I tried to, I tried to go back into my archives and find it. And remember I told you, I said all messages from like May 5th have been deleted from Instagram. And you were were like, that's, you like creeped me out. You're like, that's, that's not a coincidence. And I was like, what is she talking about? Like, well, thank I don't God think anyone has the you, power. You found it. You found it and you sent it to me. And that was what I needed. And and the and then and when we fast forward, when we get there, like it, it turns out that the person who sent the message actually told me who they were and that they wrote it. So Yes. So okay. Yes. I want to talk about that. So when I had posted the message, you know, I've said this not even about Tanya, but just in general. And I think you said this too. Like we post anonymous messages, but most of the time the submitter is not anonymous to us. Yes. I don't know why that's such a hard concept for people to understand. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I will admit that yes, burner accounts do message me. Yeah. And I've had conversations with people from burner accounts that I don't know who they are, but I would say that, I don't know about you, but I would say around 80% of my messages come from 
people that you know you could see what their account looks like yeah mine is even that's what I yeah mine is even more and then like you know as you do this more and more you you can kind of tell like it's obvious to me now for the most part obviously I got duped one time but like you could tell when someone wants to have a genuine conversation and is like really looking to protect their identity which there could be a slew of reasons for but you know when people come to me from a from a burner, but they're saying something I've heard many other times from legitimate accounts. And for me, it's like people that have followed me, some like the people that came up in this story, like some of them were new to me, but they're legitimate accounts. I see their name. I see who they are, but also some of them are people I'd corresponded with for years. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. we can see like our DMS, like I could go back. We just never talked about this. And again, like, I didn't know how many people would care to talk about it. Like it's a lot of smoke and mirrors. So somebody like Tanya who might impress other people. It's very hard to impress me. Uh, Money doesn't impress me. Like if you have a driver, it doesn't impress me. If you have a chef, it doesn't impress me. Maybe if you have a yacht and a plane, I'm kind of like, all right, like, wow. Uh, Like, you know, (laughs) like you got to be like on another, like you're the regular, like New Yorker with a driver in a penthouse. I'm like, okay. Like, and like, if you're a flashy dietitian also doesn't really interest me. I remember that first time we met her telling me she just finished writing this cookbook with healthy with Nettie. That's who she was with. I literally didn't even know who she was. I barely know Tanya. And I was just like, okay, like I, I was really like, like whatever, but, but take me out of it. Like there are these people that are obsessed with this story. I mean, it's been number one, by the way, the podcast is number one, an apple for over a week, like beating out everything. And number two on Spotify, like that is wild to me. Like it's wild. (laughs) Well, they did a really good job of producing it. I want your thoughts about um, the podcast in a minute, but let's just go back sort of to the timeline. So the DM in question from Jewel the Bee, which honestly I posted, I forgot who had sent it to me. The the reason I I was reminded who sent it to me is because you found out because she reached out to you after you posted it and you guys had a conversation. Now she unsent and erased all her messages that she sent to me. (laughs) So I have no record of anything that says it's coming from Jewel the Bee. But tell me if I'm wrong. Was she Gwyneth Paltrow's assistant at one point? Ferris, what do you think one of the biggest health challenges? Oh, for sure, weight management. Exactly. Yo-yo dieting, losing weight, putting it back on. Trying the latest fad, it not working. Exactly. Feeling like a failure. Feeling like a failure is the worst feeling when it comes to weight loss. And then getting discouraged. What if I told you I knew of something that could help with this? I would 100% want to know. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. That's amazing. And I love how it's over a year. That's so important for sustainability. Exactly. The slow weight loss. The slow burn. (laughs) Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. Roe body program members have support throughout the process. Roe's partner handles all of the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting room. That sounds amazing, especially for parents not having to 
yeah leave home or people that work yeah having to get that appointment how convenient average weight loss is 15 to 20 percent in one year like i said with healthy lifestyle changes it's important to note that you do have to pair both um bmi and other eligibility criteria apply go to row.co slash do Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash D-E-U-X. I have no idea, but that is like so I think, funny. <laughs> I know. I know that sounds so super fucking random. It is so but random. But if I'm thinking of the right person, somebody was messaging me about the F factor and they also had ties to Hollywood somehow. And they had known, they were like speaking to me about celebrities and they couldn't tell me like what they did for work. Like, did, did you, like, what did Jewel do for her job? Did she ever tell you that? I don't think she, I thought she was a stay at home mom, but I have no clue. Like, I swear to God, I'm not hallucinating this. I really do think well, that she <laughs> was a celebrity personal assistant. Maybe like I have, the thing is about her is like this, I had no clue who this woman was. Like, like when I tell you, like, I really did not know her name. I didn't know she existed because I'm talking about when I had just seen the DM, right. And you and I talked, but like you, you didn't tell me who it was. Like, I don't, whatever. Yeah. So this woman one day, Julian Ashero was her full name, I think. And she starts writing me like, I don't know, like, I'm very weird, by the way, when people like write like with such adoration to me, it's like also not my style. I'm not a very like lovey-dovey like person. She was very like, like lovey to me. I was just like, this is so weird. And she was just like, I like admire you so much. Like I, Okay, can I, I got to talk to you. Like you have no idea, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I really don't. This was Jewel. Yeah. I was like, this is first in DM. I was like, I really don't have an idea. I have no clue who you are. Um, Right. And so then she asks to call me one day and the woman really talked my ear off. Like I'm in, this was a very crazy time for me. This is August of 2020. And she keeps me on the phone for like an hour. And she tells me in that phone conversation that she's the one that sent you the message. And she goes into detail about how she was a private client and how Tanya has a special hatred for her. And she really wants to come forward with this, but she knows she's going to sue her and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, why though? Like, why would Tanya hate one of her clients? Well, so it doesn't make sense. I know. But if you listen to, I think what is it's episode four, it was last week. They kind of touch on this. Like, I think what happened, it's my understanding I can't confirm it. Oh, but the lunch. Yes. The so lunch. she, well, yeah, Jewel yeah. was a private client. Okay. That got invited right. to be an ambassador. Um, got and it. Jewel had something to do that day and didn't like, you know, jump for joy. And like, you know, her panties didn't drop that she was invited to this lunch and she ends up skipping part of it going late. And then there's this fight, which is like high school. And like, I don't even know, you know, one says this one says that they're all talking shit about each other, basically. And Mm -hmm. basically Jewel decides she doesn't want to do it anymore. She doesn't want to be an F actor. She doesn't like Tanya. She kind of says to this other woman, I, you know, I think I'm done with this shit. Like, I don't want to be a part of it. And then she simultaneously, you know, to just you know, turned th- to just make it a little worse, the wounds for Tanya, she starts posting about Inulin, which is Ingrid 
Pitt's company. Right. So that was kind of in their world, in in this world of this sphere of these factor obsessed, fiber obsessed people. Um, it was a big deal that she decided to promote inulin and blah, blah, blah. But Jewel and I have this conversation. We kind of keep corresponding. And what happens that you kind of mentioned is that when the New York Times was finishing their piece, they wanted to see the original DM from you. So I actually asked Jewel, could she send it to me? And she actually panics and is like, I can't be a part of this. Like, I don't want to, I can't. Like, she's going to come for me. She's going to sue me. I think Jewel... And other people had already received cease and desist since I had been posting and sharing stuff. And then luckily you found it. You sent it to me. I sent it to the New York Times. I have it in my safe little files. And like, you know, that was it. Like, and the funny, it's not funny, but like the crazy part of the story of that part to me is that Jewel herself is the one that told me that she's the one that sent the message. Well, that's what I'm saying, because the message that I sent you does not say it was from Jewel the Bee. That's what I was trying to find. So she verbally confirmed to you that she was the one who sent it. Now, did she talk to you about the lunch when you had the phone conversation with her? She did. But like, again, I had like it was like like it was speaking like another language to me because they were so obsessed and so specific about these. So the only person that I knew from that like program was Nettie. Uh, Netta right. healthy with Nettie and I followed Nettie I don't know her I didn't know her I mean we we know each other now but like I didn't know her she's the only one that I even saw their content I think and I remember like them going to lunch somewhere and I think they all got like Louis Vuitton gifts and again because I come from the fashion world and I'm in the influencer space it felt very weird to me like literally like in the last few years they do, but like literally Louis Vuitton didn't used to gift influencers. So like the idea that this like dietitian is gifting these influencers, like Louis Vuitton, I feel like it was monogrammed. It was like a lot for me, very, very in your face, not really Mm -hmm. my style. So I was never like really following it so closely. So yeah, there Jewel talked about this lunch, you know, Jewel had mentioned that when she went to Tanya, I think her mother had passed away. Not that long ago. She said she gained a lot of weight you know, I don't think anyone has ever discredited that you could lose weight on the, the, her diet on Tanya's diet. The question is, is it good for you? And then when the powders came into play, is it, you know, what, what's going on there, which is funny because you and I, you know, talked about this also that like, I ended up receiving all of the complaints related to the diet a lot more than you, you received more personal stuff, right? Right. Right. Like, yeah. So like, as I was saying, like it started off with like the workplace and then people saw that I was posting about it. And like you said, it wasn't, I wasn't targeting Tanya. There were other companies named in that, in that like little, um, session that I was posting and people just like, they saw F factor and it like sparked something. And now yes. that I'm talking to you, like literally for the like in-depth first time about this, I think what went on was all this drama was going on on the other side of the internet that you and I are not part of. Right. So the minute these people, because I got the same messages in the beginning, tell, find out about the lunch, what's going on with Nettie, yeah. like all these other players that I had no idea who they were, <laughs> yes. were being mentioned in my DMs. And I'm like, what are you guys fucking talking about? Yeah, yeah. So all this drama I think was going on in another side of Instagram. They saw an account like mine and yours who has nothing to do with it, posting about it. They got excited. 
and everyone from that world came over to my account first and then your account right. to, to to watch this drama play out. Right. So it, and it at, was like at first, yeah, it, it was easy to dupe us, but no. like I had no idea. No, but like first, so first it was like all these people dying to like tell this story and me being like, this is so weird. I say this though, like if you listen to the podcast and you listen to any of my interviews, I always say, I was like, what is going on here? Like, I it, and okay, we could discuss this now. That is what happened with the conversation that I kind of talk about where Wondery is kind of didn't portray it accurately. Right. I, I was saying to you, like, this is crazy. Like, what is, is this legit? Yes. Like, do you think this is legit? Like I was even questioning it in the beginning. Cause I was like, again, like I thought it's so weird. Somebody that's so prominent on social media having all these people underground dying to say these things like I was like this is weird yes yes that's what we talked about it wasn't anything to do with the powder no and I said I was fiber but yeah so when when Wondery approached me they interviewed me for the podcast and I didn't speak with them I put it all in writing and they started asking questions that really had nothing to do with this situation and I started getting annoyed. So I was like, I'm not fucking answering any more of these questions. And the last question they came to me and they said, Emily is claiming she had a conversation with you and she asks you, and this is all they said, is this legit? And my response was, yes, it's legit. And I said to them, I cannot confirm a conversation I had with somebody two years ago. And also this is totally out of context because I knew what they were trying to do. They were trying to make it seem like you and I were like corroborating behind the scenes about the legitimacy of the powders and the bars. And that's not what it was no, about. Yeah. It was about the drama and it was about the people that were coming to us. Well, also and- it was about the volume because like I kind of dabbled in it and, and then like, I, like I was debating if I wanted to go there, which I also say, like repeatedly so I and the 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 content of the messages you were receiving was shocking me like honestly so I've said to you like is this legit like are the which like I kind of already you know like I I know how you are like I don't think and I always say this to people like I know it's not it's not to my advantage to post something that I don't think is true like you know even though you it's sometimes you can't in your life your world you can't confirm it you know, I think you're sharing it if you have a hunch that like it's there's something there, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire type thing. That was really what I was getting at. Like, this is intense. Like, wow. Like, I was genuinely shocked. And the way that like, you know, we know each other, like the way I speak to you, I was like, is this legit? Like, that was the right. content of it. It wasn't yes. at that. It was the beginning. So it, I didn't even know yet. Like all, I kind of figured out all the stuff stuff with the powders and shit down the line as it kept going. And then, and then it evolved into like, okay, there might actually be a problem with the product. Like the, you know, the testing of the products is they went on the today show, it tested positive for like arsenic lead, which in the United States is legal to a certain extent in California you have prop 65, but that put that aside. Then I started to realize it was the amount of consumption and the lack of direction for like, okay, you should only have like one scoop a day. These people were having five, six, seven, they were putting it in cookies. They put it in coffee. They put it in smoothies. They put it in tomato sauce. They put it in salad dressing. It was excessive. So that all these things I started figuring out like down the road when we, you and I had this discussion, I was just like, 
do you think this is real? Like, and, and that was what it was about. It wasn't about right. the powders or the bars. Correct. It was like, whoa, this Correct. is crazy. Right. And I think people were like, who's lying, Emily or Demois? And it's like, <laughs> neither. Like, yeah. we did have a conversation. Wondery was just misrepresenting the situation, which is also like why I wanted to have you on the podcast to talk about this, because I said I even said to them, I was like, if I'm going to talk about it, I'm going to do it on my own podcast and I've never talked about it because you know I never really there wasn't really the right time and you were like I do celebrities like I'm not doing this anymore (laughs) (laughs) well I mean the thing is like with the diet it did turn into talking about the diet and I did get like you know a couple messages about like gas and bloating but I also did get messages where people were like hey like it didn't affect me yeah like it was I was fine which is like totally normal so I was like okay there's nothing to see here kind of thing and I never tried the diet I have had Gigi crackers because like I said 2017 2018 it was kind of all the rage to try it so I have tried Gigi crackers which I don't I know you said you don't like it my one of my best friends hated them I like them yeah some people like them (laughs) yeah I like them but I never tried the powders or ate the bars or followed the diet like it, it says in the book. Well, so also, I could never comment on I it. I think, but also, so the, the fashion space is toxic. Yes. Right. And yes. we've had yes. many discussions about that privately, like, yes. and whatever. So the conversations initially were about that. And I was kind of, the sentiment I was sharing with you was like, this is sad. I'm not even surprised. <laughs> and at that, right. at that time, the truth is, and like probably still is like, there is a lot of toxic work culture in New York, especially in the yes. female and space, that, yes. in the fashion yes. space. Yes. And like, yes. the sad part is, is like, it didn't even surprise me, but some of the things being said about her, I thought were even worse than what I've experienced, which I thought was bad. And I thought they were, because the funny thing is like, there were complaints about a lot of other, you posted about other companies and like, I even dug into those too at some points and people felt a certain type of way, but nobody felt as much of a way as they do about this woman. They felt the most strong messages came in. And that was surprising to me because, you know, you think like, I don't know, like dietitian, health, health, wellness, like these usually people that people usually like these people, but that was not the sentiment for the most part that was coming up across like and me too I did get messages of people that did the diet and were like it was great for me and I was like cool like I was like and she was people were mad they were like you're not sharing that I was like well there's a million rave reviews about the diet like just go to her page like what are you talking about like there's there's plenty of spaces for that to live I was like what about the negative like why do they keep deleting things and blah 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 that's kind of why I went down that path I mean, I did get a lot of messages about Tanya, not the diet workplace wise. Um, but do you know who I got more messages about? I want to see if you can guess fashion. Stacey Benaday. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was that took you two seconds. Yeah, because, you know, because I'm still pissed off about that thing with Jenny Wallen. You know that I'm still oh, God. no, like so I, no, I, like so stupid, because like, again, like it was I people said that the workplace culture was toxic. But you and I privately, again, spoke about this because I was like, that is fashion in New York. It is very toxic. <laughs> like it's you- very toxic for anyone listening who wants to work in fashion, specifically New York. Like that's what interests me is like the workplace stuff because I have PTSD personally yeah. 
from working in New York. So that was like, that's what caught my attention. Right. Um, but again, her story, the Tanya Zuckerbrot, you know, intern story was one of many. Yes. So the fact that people just like, it was like a moth to a flame the minute I don't, that factor I, I, was posted. I want to say that workplace wise, um, you know, you, people can go on my IGTV and listen to a few former employees talk it's like trigger warning. It's, it's, there's like abuse claims in there. It's like very jarring, uh, more so than like other places I've heard. Like, you know, I, I think like there's a normalized level of abuse that like, I kind of accepted in my fashion workplace. This went way beyond it. This was way more. So that's why it was like shocking to me. Um, but I got a lot of messages from former employees, mind you, they're petrified to talk a lot of them some allegations of NDAs like for my life. I can't figure out if you have to sign an NDA to work there. Although that was something I kind of brought up. Like, why do you have to sign an NDA to work for a dietitian? It seems really weird because the woman writes books. Like, you know, she talks about her diet online all the time. Just felt like off. I can't say confirm or deny if that's true. I still have yet to get a current employee to turn and flip and talk to me about it. Um, But there was too much smoke around this woman and this diet. It was not like one person. It wasn't like two anonymous accounts with a crazy, it was, it was a lot. It was really a lot. Well, I mean, I even suggested to Wondery, I was like, that to me is a story. Like why did so many people want to get their side of what they experienced out there? Why? Do you know what I mean? I still don't understand it. Like I do. I, yeah. I'm not talking about the diet. No, I know, I'm just I talking know. about how they felt they were treated, how they felt they were. Yeah. I think it really pisses. It really pisses them off that she comes across one way online to strangers and that in real life, she's a totally different person. Okay, Ferris, we're about to talk about one of my favorite things. Do you know what it is? Oh, girl. (laughs) I know. It starts with a capital D. That's DoorDash. (laughs) Did you know you can order alcohol on DoorDash? You can? (laughs) Yes. Yes, you can. And I love this about DoorDash, especially if I'm having company like on a Friday night or Thursday night and I'm working all day and I don't have time to run to the store or run to the liquor store. I can just order it on DoorDash. You can dash it. (laughs) I can dash it. Don't have to leave. Can continue working. Continue in the newsroom. Mm -hmm. Never have to leave the newsroom. Basically. Wow. So you can just like get that news out there at the same time as making sure your incoming guests are going to have the libations that they want. Exactly. Which is why I love DoorDash. It makes it so convenient, so seamless, so easy. I've never been let down by a DoorDash delivery. I mean, that's true. Ain't that the (laughs) truth. Beer, wine, mixers, mocktails. We love a mocktail. And more can be delivered straight to your door. So get your drinks in hand without lifting a finger with DoorDash and use code DOYOU24 to get 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more on drinks through DoorDash. For eligible users only, terms apply. Must be 21 plus to order alcohol. Drink responsibly. Delivery and promotions available only in select markets. 
and the people that have experienced that in real life started to get very resentful. You know, maybe they would have forgotten about her if she wasn't so present online. But I think mm-hmm. her online presence and her like every morning with the gloating, you know, she's not shy about her wealth, her lifestyle. And she kind of, she really blurs the line between like diet lifestyle. It, it, she, I think the way that I see her content is almost like, feels like to me, the message she's sending is like, if you follow my diet, you can live like me. And I mean, but that's great marketing, isn't it? it is. I think that's great marketing. She's a marketing genius, but that doesn't make she her. She really is. A, she is. I know that doesn't make, it, doesn't make her a good person, but a hundred percent. I will never deny that they, she herself, I don't, I don't even her, her graphics. I don't like her other shit. You know, I'm talking about like, I'm being very specific here, but like her, no, like, I know exactly what you're talking her about. Her as a you're person, about, yeah. as a, as a, as an influencer, which she hates that word. Um, she's influential hundred percent. She's mastered the art of repetition the thing, the crux of what you're kind of talking about is that the people in real life that had met her were like, she's not this smiley, bright eyed, like, let me help you person. She's not this girl's girl. Like, let me rally for you. Like, let me, let me make your life better. It's more from my understanding. She knows how to get shit on people. Like, you know, she's, she's strong and manipulative. And so some people that are maybe a little bit weaker like following her and like kind of in or in her orbit you know she makes them feel comfortable but if she ever does something for you this is kind of her hook I think she reminds you you know like I don't like people like that that like keep score like don't forget like Mm -hmm. what I did for you but she that's the sentiment with all of those ambassador people like she's so Mm -hmm. angry at them that they like didn't back her up she's like I made you all like you like I put you on my page in my life and you came to my it's me 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 so I think that that's what it is and there was just this like you know like I don't know like devil wears prototype like vibe where it's like if you cross me the wrong way like you're done like you, you don't cross her you just follow directions but you know that never works like forever you know that only goes on so long I think she got got away with it for a while but the pandemic to everybody's point of like you know when Wondery kind of alludes to me just like sitting here looking at my phone I mean kind of but like what was everybody doing like weren't allowed to go outside like I don't (laughs) know what the fuck I was supposed to be doing and like you know it, it makes sense that that's the time that it came out people are sitting there they're sitting at home you know things that they hadn't thought about are coming up you know like and then yes. you were having these conversations about toxic work culture. Somebody sends in this message. It's way more organic than people realize. It's so not premeditated yes. at all. It's not. <laughs> I mean, I, I, yes, I could say on my part, it definitely wasn't. You're saying on your part, it wasn't in the beginning. Um, and that's, that's what was so mysterious to me. Like what was going on behind the scenes that like you and I didn't know. And I think the podcast does fill in the gaps a little bit. You're filling in the gaps a little bit. And you know, my opinion to what you're saying is like, I, I think she's an influencer. I know. I don't know why she would hate it. I mean, she does a great job at it. I know. know. I look at where she's going on vacation and I'm checking her geotag and I'm like, Oh, that looks like a cool place yeah, to stay. I, I think, you know what I mean? I like, think I don't think there's anything negative. No, about like it. I think, well, so we, we are a good 15 years apart and I don't, she hates me saying that she's 50, but I, I actually, that doesn't, that's not the reason I'm saying it. I'm 35 turning 36. 
so I, you know, my entrepreneur, I was a buyer for at Intermix. Then I went into owning a handbag company. And then I came into the influencer space like seven years ago for people my age and younger influencer space is totally normal. You know, the funny thing is that she used the influencers and the space, let's call it Instagram to really build her business. But I think that generation, which is a different generation than me, it's a negative connotation. If you're just an influencer and you know, influencers are laughing all the way to the bank, mind you. Right. But okay. So she likes to lead with the title, with the registered dietitian, like master's degree, you know, mind you, we went to the same, I went to NYU. She went to NYU. Like she likes to call me stupid all the time or like an idiot, but you know, I mean, I don't, I don't even think that that matters, but it's just funny because we went to the same school, but I think that for her, like that title means a lot and like, does not want to be called influencer. Although the truth is she's popular to your point, just as much, like mo- a lot of people followed her, not for the diet. They wanted like, you know, they're going to go on a once in a lifetime vacation, right? Maybe they're going to go to somewhere that she literally goes like every two weeks. Like she travels right. in, in, like a lot, you know, she goes yeah. to beautiful places. Nobody's going to like say debate that, you know? And that's the other thing people, <laughs> people say to me, like, you just seem jealous. And I'm like, no, like if I want to go to these places, like I'll, I'll go. Like, I don't care. Like, you know, she, she has one lifestyle. It's, it's also for, for New Yorkers. Like, it's not so crazy to see somebody with that level right. of money. Like we, that's so true. Around it's ver- it. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. And you know, this is why she's so smart is because she does show her life and she does show the fabulous places she goes and the beautiful designer clothes she wears and the piece that is attainable to most of the country that we, you know, that people could afford are the Gigi crackers, her book, the powders, the bars. So you could have that piece of her fabulous lifestyle. That's the only piece that I think like most people can afford. So that's what makes her so smart. Well, Wondery, this like non-influencer influencer. Wondery did point that out and they were like, they they really said that line. I think Casey Wilson says that exact thing. Like you might not be able to like go where she goes, but you can eat just like her. And right. And it's smart. It's really smart. hundred percent. It's very smart. I think though, like what, what I didn't even know, but I start to ascertain after doing all this kind of work and studying this space over the last two years, you know, I'm like a off the cuff, like I'm a real type of influencer. Like I'm not trying to paint some perfect picture for people that like my life is like, you know, in a, in a bow and like every day I'm just like unboxing gifts and getting pampered and like flying first class. Cause I'm not some influencers like that, like space. Um, she leans more into the picture perfect package. You know, we're, we're opposite. Like we are opposite human beings. Like the way that we present ourselves to the world, I'm very self-deprecating. I like to make fun of myself that's like who I am. She's really not. Um, and people can buy into the diet, but being an influencer, I am very hyper aware that a lot of what you see online is either extremely taken out of context or people are full of shit. No pun intended, like literally in a lot of ways. So when somebody says to me, just as an example, Tanya feeds this powder to her children or Tanya eats this powder every day. It really bugs me because I try to explain to people because you see an influencer 
posting something like that. I'm not saying they're not, but it doesn't mean like, it's not fact. You know, when an influencer posts a pizza, do you, are they eating the whole pizza? Like, I don't know. Maybe they take a bite. Like I've done it, but it's like, I don't. And so that's the part that became concerning to me. And it might not even be her fault. She was doing it as a marketing thing. The problem with her, in my opinion, is where she couldn't take any accountability or say sorry for anything. She has not apologized for one thing. She has not admitted one thing wrong where everything goes left for me is the, maybe what's in the powder, but we'll we'll see it's still being independently tested. It will come out. Second of all, the amount of consumption, there was no recommendation of guidelines. And she would love to be like, read my book, but you have to think about something. Some people are six foot tall, 250 pounds. Some women are five foot tall, hundred pounds. Are you saying they can eat the same amount, same amount of, you know, of this powder, actually the recommendations daily for fiber for men and women are different. Men can have more than women. And while she was sharing recipes daily, these people were literally making them and eating them maybe three times a day, maybe four times a day. Was that what she intended? I don't know. I'm not in her brain. Was it a great sales tactic? Yeah. She was selling a shit ton of powder. Did that hurt people? Yes. People got sick. And then she kind of can't apologize for that. And instead she'll be like, well, you must've been doing it wrong. Well, right. how are they doing it wrong? They're, they, they think they're following you. You know, she might be baking a biscuit and showing you the biscuit and taking a bite. Is she eating the right. whole biscuit? Is she eating 10 biscuits? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know. These people though well, were eating everything she was making and they were getting sick. <laughs> let me ask you this. If you and her had had a conversation in 2020, and you came to an understanding and she had made a statement, whatever, apologizing or clarifying, would this have stopped? Yes. The thing like, is full stop. Yeah, because listen, it would have full stop. Yeah, there's a lot of shitty people in this world. I know that, you know, I've lived long enough to know that there's horrible people that do horrible things. I try to explain that I started talking about her diet and her persona after I kind of talked about everything with the diet, the persona comes back around, other allegations come back around. I kind of delve into them because of her inability to accept and apologize for anything. Had she taken accountability and said, I'm sorry, you know, like Daily Harvest recently pulled a product off the market. Had she just, even if she didn't think she was wrong, let's just even say that for argument's sake, but said our messaging was not great. We should have pulled this product. We should have, we need to do better. I said, I mm-hmm. think she would have doubled her business, tripled her business maybe, but going the other way, deny, 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 call me a sociopath, menace to society, narcissist. I belong in jail, like attacking me and everybody else. Every single person that has spoken about her that publicly she has attacked publicly. It, that's, a, that's a lot of work to, to go. And, you know, each one, she went after the girls from Betches, Aileen and Sammy. She goes after me. She went after Lisa Haim. She went after Lisa Moskowitz. She went after Alexis Barber. The list goes on and on and on. She was like, I'm putting you all on notice, like in the podcast, like I'm coming for you. You know, that's not really how most founders would handle a situation. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> There's, okay, there's two two things I want to talk to you about. First of all, this just goes back to everything you just said. There are so many players in this. It's not just about you and her. No. And I think I think that Wondery's doing, you know, a good job talking about the other players 
But I mean, how much, in your opinion, how much do you think they contributed to where you are today in two lawsuits with Tanya? They talked like the whole episode today was about Ingrid. Yeah. Now I have to be honest with you. Ingrid messaged me, mm-hmm. and I I never posted one message Ingrid sent me. Yeah. I'm not saying her hands are clean. I don't really know like her involvement in all this, but you know, we, ha- we had, we have DMS back and forth. Some aren't even about Tanya. Some are about celebrities. Yeah. Some are about, you know, whatever, but I never reposted anything that Ingrid told me. And I feel like she's getting a lot of heat for this situation. Well, first of all, I'm on the chopping block representing like a million people and I'm being dramatic right. because that's how I speak, which you know, if you read the lawsuits, they don't understand that because I speak like that and they think I'm very literal. But like, you know, I'm taking the heat for everybody. The truth is to back it up a little bit, a lot of dietitians in New York are like, thank you so much. We love you. We are so sorry. We reported her to the dietetic board. We've been saying this. We've been treating patients. They, you know, a HIPAA violation to go into it. But, you know, without saying anyone's name or whatever, we've been treating patients. This is a big problem. Like, they were all scared because they felt that if they said something, Tanya's going to be like, they're just jealous, which is, which is what she says. So like I, they're, they're valid in that. And honestly, they don't want a public war with this woman. They're re- most dietitians are not really online showing their Chanel outfits all day. Like they really just want to fucking help people, like whatever their goals are. So I am like the representation of a lot of people. And Tanya's even said that she's like, I don't even think Emily did this alone. Like there's a lot of people. Well, that's what I, I've heard her say that. And that's what I want to ask. That's why I'm bringing this up. Like, I know, like there was a whole podcast episode about Ingrid today. Yeah. So, and I just don't, I don't see like how she's so involved. uh, Maybe there's something. No, no, no. Ingrid is not. This is the thing. Like the people need to understand. And I feel like maybe women probably, I don't know how many men versus women you're listening to this podcast, but women will understand this. Like there's some type of women sometimes that just like, maybe they even want to be a girl's girl. They're just not like, they're not capable of like that. They, they, they can be a girl's girl. If it's their way, it's like Tanya, it's her way or the highway. There is no like middle ground. Fifty high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she is returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Ingrid is random. Like they, they were friends. If you go back and listen, like, you know, yeah. Instagram friends, whatever the hell that means. Like Ingrid made 
French toast with fucking Gigi crackers. Like who cares? Like in the world, who cares? Like the first Tanya has, well, she lied about this because Gigi crackers actually called me the other day and told me that they did pay her one time, which is hysterical. She says she <laughs> never, yeah. Yeah. Gigi she, crackers called you. First of all, aren't they a Scandinavian company? It's, no, the light, the guy that owns the license here. He, he oh, bought okay. the license here. And he's like, first of all, it's hysteric. The guy is like, I heard you're, you're using my picture in your podcast. I'm like, dude, it's not my podcast. It's fucking Amazon. So like, go best of luck. Like, you know, like the, the rapper is on the cover. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, it's, this is so crazy. Now Gigi's. Oh my God. You don't Gigi even know this. Crackers. He wants to send me a box of fucking crackers and pay me. I'm like, I can't. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, this is no. He's like, I'll send them to you. I'm like, I don't like them. Like, I, I don't like how they taste. <laughs> like, don't send them to me. He's like, well, it's not about how they taste. Like they're supposed to lose weight. I'm like, well, I don't like them, but that's really whatever he did. Wait, I have a question. Yeah. Wait, have you ever tried them with like Make like a little pizza out of them, like with sauce and cheese. Yeah, but you know it's what? It's not bad. It's, I feel yeah. like you would like that. I I I would just rather fucking melt the cheese on a plate well, and eat this, it. All right, all right. At this point, okay. <laughs> That's like, and which I do. <laughs> I've done many times. Okay. Just eat the cheese. All right, all right. So, all right. But but my best friend in the world like loves them. Like she thinks they're yeah, great. And I and I've always said this. Like people like them. Like I'm not going to debate that. Also, but he did tell me that they did pay her. She he said they she shook him down. Like literally. And she screamed at him and threatened to sue him. And he eventually relinquished his role. And then at some point they did pay her something, which she lies about. And then they stopped. And but anyway, she's free promotion for them. So like, you know, they don't really want to fight with her because she literally still talks about them and sells Gigi crackers. So whatever. But Ingrid made French toast Gigi crackers. Like you would think that this is like the end of the world. It makes no sense to me why. And then you hear in that episode, Sean, you know, Tanya's chef at the time, supposedly she, Tanya claimed Sean wrote her, but Sean went on wondering was like, I did not do that. She took my phone and wrote to Ingrid like, yeah, Stop. that was crazy. Um, so that was kind of crazy. Well, so that's like going back like years. This is way before me. I think that's 2017. So, and Ingrid, by the way, is in Monaco. Like, hello, like I, this is another planet. Like we're here. Like when, you know, we're not like, you know, this is so far away. Who cares if she's making French toast Gigi crackers? It's so stupid. And that's the beginning. And then the reason Ingrid and I bonded is because of the way we were harassed. If you listen to the podcast or you listen, you followed me at all. I, Ingrid wrote me the day that I posted a screenshot of someone who won't be named saying that I, you're laughing because you know why I'm doing that. Um, <laughs> I think I know who you're talking of about. Of course, you know. Um, and saying that I was like strapped to a table, that I was in a mental yes. institution and all this crazy shit, which mind you, what if I was like, are you trying to make me feel bad about it? It's not true, but it was the threatening nature of it. Like we're going to expose you. That's the first time Ingrid ever wrote me. And she's like, they did this to me too. Like we should talk. Wait, I have a question about that because yeah. first of all, I agree with you. Who fucking cares? Like if they, if you were strapped to a table, like someone shouldn't be shaming you about no. that. But where was, where did that even originate from? Like, did you get in a fight with your boyfriend in the Hamptons? And yeah, like, like I, he something? wasn't my boyfriend, you know, like, so just like history of my like career, like I had, I was a, I was a buyer for Intermix, like very young. I worked for Intermix straight out of college and I was like their golden child. Like I was the, I was Intermix perfect client turned, you know, worker. 
I worked in the store when I was in college. Then I interned for them summers before I graduated and they offered me a job. I had a job, 2008 recession, by the way, I had a job straight out of college. One of my only friends to do it. And every girl is dying to be like in the buying team at Intermix at this time. It's a very sought after job and they love me and I'm amazing at my job, but I fucking hate it. It comes to turn out. I don't like sitting at a desk all day. I was crunching numbers nonstop and I don't like it. And I don't, and and whatever, but I do it for two years and I'm really good at it. And then one day I have like a breakdown in my mind of like, I'm not happy. I don't, and I just kind of saw the trajectory of my bosses who mind you to this day, we're talking about 12 years later, literally still do the same thing. And I just felt like I was going to make, I was making $32,500. Okay. That was my salary. I worked like a dog. Like literally, like I were, I worked, I was in the office on Mondays at 7am because we did reports. Then like we would be there all day, all night. Like my responsibility was crazy. I managed a $10 million budget at the age of 24. It was ridiculous. I had way right, too so much- you had a breakdown and went to the Hamptons and-, and- no, like, Yeah, like I wasn't even, it was like I was dating. I don't even like, I don't even know where that came from. Like I was, there was like a guy I was hooking up with. There was no breakdown. We like, you know, it got a little weird. And we like stopped talking up, but like going to, I go to the Hamptons every summer, my whole life. Like, I don't know where that really came from, but you know, I, I don't know. It had to have come from somebody mutual. Yeah. You and the other person who we're not going to name. Yeah. I mean, people were like definitely talking about me. I feel like at that time, because I kind of like, I had been in a really long relationship. I broke up with my boyfriend. I quit my job. And I was all of a sudden just like pretend like being some jet setter that like I was trying to be. And, you know, people were like, what the hell is this girl doing? Like, I think I had a very picture perfect, like appearance before then. Like I was like, whatever. And like, this was like breaking code, like with what I was supposed to be doing. And I was just experimenting. I was in my twenties. Like I just was like being stupid, like, but nothing, you know, I, I talked about this. So I went on an antidepressant before that and it had a bad, it mixed negatively for me and I went off it, but I, it, I didn't fully feel like myself, but I didn't do anything crazy. I just didn't, I just was like acting maybe not hundred percent myself. And thank God I like got everything, you know, like calmed down like very quickly, but that's another reason I'm such a big mental health advocate because like I actually was prescribed a medicine once that made me not feel good. And now I thank God take one that I feel normal. And like, you know, I think it's like, shouldn't, you shouldn't be shamed for it. You should be able to talk about right. it. And I do, but that story comes out and I'm just like, I'm, and I'm like, wow, like they're really playing dirty with me. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like it was such a, pointed thing it was meant to elicit it did it did it made me feel like shit I was like wow they're digging from my past you know they're trying to find something and you know it was meant to send a message to me like you better fucking stop like just stop like don't right. do this I, I agree with that is that when this whole thing turned personal because I yes. feel like at this point yeah. this is a personal like ping pong war between you yeah and I Tanya. hate that I hate that yes it, I think it well, did then- yeah. Let me ask you a question. Like, do you ever think like, let me just put my phone down and not look at it. I know you want to defend yourself. And I, yeah. I listen, I commend you for that. And I, I get a lot of shit 
from people about things and sometimes I write up a whole post and I'm about to hit send and I think about it to myself and I'm like it's not fucking worth it like do you ever just want to put your phone down not respond yeah because at this point it's a literal back and forth no I and it's you guys you guys are repeating the same thing I know over well so I I hate that on every level and I don't want it to be that so there's a few reasons why like on my end like I do some things so first of all I have gotten better at like there's things I would say before that my sister, my, my sister is like the sounding board here. She'd be like, no, Emily, like stop. Or she, there were some things I said two years ago, my husband, they were all like, you're going to really regret that. I've gotten better. I've reeled it in. I am a very reactionary person, which (laughs) is not great for this uh, job. Um, especially with the criticism and, you know, they really can get you sometimes. And that's their goal to elicit that kind of crazy reaction action, but I really learned that they're trying to get me to sound crazy. So I I try to control that. Um, the reason I repost is only like in this moment, like, because there's a lot of new people coming from Wondery coming from the Mm -hmm. podcast that don't know. So I apologize. I feel really horrible for people that have followed me because they are seeing the same stupid shit. Um, and to answer your question, I would love to not talk about it. And I, do I have gone through phases, really long phases, by the way, because my daughter's uh, 14 months old now. So when I was pregnant, it started the, the harassment got really bad around when I was six months pregnant, I had to stop. So I, I literally didn't talk about it at all. Um, from when I was like six months pregnant to after Lily was born, it started coming for me again, right after she was born, I, I addressed it briefly, I stopped again, you know, I, I was taking care of a newborn, I really didn't have time to talk about this. Um, but I knew that with this podcast coming up, it's going to come up again. And truthfully, I would love for it to be settled in court. Like whatever judge decides, like she can present her case. I can present mine. You know, we are in two lawsuits because she sued me twice. I, I would love for it to be settled there, but there's a certain degree of hypocrisy that I can't help but point out. You know, she literally said I slandered her and that's why she sued me, but she calls me a menace to society and all these names that I'm a, you know, I'm a psychopath. I'm a sociopath. I'm a narcissist. I'm this, I'm that. And she's on video, by the way, doing this. She goes live all the time. No, I, I've and, seen it. I know. But and, it's the same thing over and over. That's I know. what I'm saying. Like, yeah, someone needs to just stop it. Like, I know. It's like, I think that after this, you know, like, so this is, this podcast is wrapping up next week. You know, it's done episode six episodes there's one episode left you know I think that there will be definitely a lull like there's nothing more for me to say like I've said it you know someone might know this if they followed the lawsuits that she's claiming in her second lawsuit kind of that she can't get out of bed and she can't function which is not line up well with her Instagram stories on boats in Italy every day it's confusing so I do you know need that for myself so I there will be a point in time where I'll just take the information and continue to accumulate it for my case and I have found this is the sad reality um, that you know like my business now is you know direct to consumer on my website. And when people will see the vile things she says about me, they really want to support me. That's the sad reality. And, you know, I do have to support myself and I hate that, you know, I'm, I'm in this horrible cycle. I talk to my sister about this all the time, you know, me and my husband talk about it too, where it's like, when I discuss it and I bring it up, people get rally, they rally behind me. And I, I want to shift from that. But the issue is every time I do a new brand deal and I go back to just my regular life, they go after my brand deals. So I'm kind of in this horrible push and pull. 
Isn't that illegal? I can't really go after an anonymous account. How do you, how do you unmask an anonymous account? Well, it's really right. not easy. The legal ways are extremely difficult. I mean, like talk about like, it, it's like very hard. Whereas like, if you go to the police station and someone punches you in the face, you could be like, so this person punched me in the face. You write a police report. You go there. I went there. Here's this anonymous account that threatened to kill my mother. I wish you could see the look the cop gave me. It's kind of like, okay. I yeah, mean, do they even understand what you're talking about? It, it was like, coming from about? a dog page. Okay. The picture was a dog. It's like a dog finsta. I'm like, <laughs> they're like, um, this has to go to our cyber department. They, they need to catch up. Like they're really behind because this is the yeah. future. Yes. I'm sorry. That's happening to you. I mean, that sucks. Yeah. Um, I think that, I mean, I think that a lot of people that have watched this play out want, you know, the best. Some people want the best for you. It's very divided. And some yeah. people want what's yeah. best for Tanya. It's like very team Tanya or team Emily, which is kind of like crazy. It's it's actually like a crazy story. <laughs> and do you, and which I wanted to ask you, do you think Wonder is doing a good job telling the real actual true story? Yes. Like, I don't think, you know, first of all, we cleared something up that was like one of the only things I thought was kind of misleading about how they edited. But the truth is, it's a two year story to your point, And there's no way you could cover it in six half hour episodes. So like, yeah, I they, thought so too. It was short. They're trying to highlight what they want to highlight. And then, you know, do I think that this is the end of where you're going to see it? Like, no, and I'm not talking about on my page. I mean, like, there's tremendous interest in the story. So I don't think it's becoming a TV show. Like, a, like yeah. it would be like kind of like a Dirty John type thing. Yeah, I mean, that, like a that's real what, life, true story. Yeah, Wondery is known for that. And if you, you know, people have seen like a lot of shows right now on streaming platforms are actually developed from their podcasts. Like, that's what they do. So I'm sure like, you know, that's probably the direction. And like, maybe that's why they leave some of it to the quote imagination. Cause they're going to fill in the gaps there. I don't know. I'm really guessing, but that's, that's their history of like what I've seen. So, and also, you know, like there, there are these court cases and who knows what's going to happen. You know, like people love to ask me like, when's the trial date? Like they think that this is like law and order. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> is there a world where you would be able to have a conversation with Tanya in the future I sometime mean, in the future. Listen, like I, uh, I, I don't, I, I could, I don't think she could with me. I could, you, you know? could. Wow. I'm surprised to hear you say that. Well, yeah, because like, I really don't enjoy like what it's turned into. Like, do I think my cause is valid? A hundred percent. Like, do I do if When people ask me like, would I do it again? As painful as it is, I would, because I know I helped a lot of people. A lot of people got sick and a lot of people got hurt and they're not, you know, they're better. They're getting better. So that's important to me. If I oh, could, yeah. if I could appeal, I'm just to hear well, no, because if I could appeal to her, if she has a human side, which I swear to God, I don't know if she has of mm -hmm. being like, what are you accomplishing by trying to bury me and making her ever realize that my goal was not to bury her. I, and sadly, like they baited me so many times, like the thing we talked about earlier that I, it started to become this back and forth. He, she said, she's like, like that. Yeah. Um, 
And it was a lot of me defending myself in the beginning. And then I went quiet and then she kind of started talking a lot. And then yes. she was quiet. She and, did. Then, and then it was me yeah. addressing these old lives. Like that's a lot of the clips that people have seen me post. They're not from like, I mean, she did do one like two weeks ago calling me a stalker. And then she like posts her hotel in like Como the next day, but whatever. But she was, yeah, was it, I hear that's the new narrative. Like you're right. each stalking each other. Right. It's crazy. I it's, mean, do, do, you, do you think it's high school a little bit? Like, yeah, it's getting to be a little bit high school. Yes, I don't okay. like it. Just, I don't like it. I'm, I'm a self-aware enough to like, you know, I, I really, I, it's the active, difficult thing for me to try to not make it like that. You know, I, I do not want it to be like that. Um, and like, there has to be an end in sight. You know, like, it's not yeah. going to go on like, forever. Like, what do you, what do you see? Like, you know, besides you not having to pay any money that she's suing you yeah. for, how do you see this ending? Like in your perfect world? Well, I mean, I think that whether she wants to admit it or not, like as a result of a lot of these true crime type podcasts, you know, I, I discussed this openly that there was a probe by the DOJ FBI into this case because they heard me, they read the New York times article and they actually heard me talk on diet starts tomorrow. I did sit down with them. Right. And people think you're lying about that, by the way, which I want to say you texted me that you texted me the day you came back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you didn't tell me what you couldn't tell me what was discussed. You didn't, didn't give me any specifics, but you did tell me that you were going and you yeah. texted me the day you came back. This was before you even talked about it on your Instagram. So. Yeah, because I really was like scared. It's like kind of scary. Yeah. It wasn't like something that I was excited to do, but I was right. relieved in a way. I did think that that also, like there were so many points. I thought this is it. Like I'm done. You know what I mean? Like I turned everything over. And then when I did discuss it, that I sat down with the FBI and I testified, I gave them all my shit. I never thought there's a world where people are going to say I'm lying. Who lies about that? Like that, that's not even something I could fathom. Um, and you know, it's just like every time I've tried to drop it, they just attack me. Like it, I feel like put down your phone. I know. Oh, come on, <laughs> put down the phone. Not easy. Just, I know. I know it's not easy, and I know you're a strong-willed girl, and you want to defend yourself. But someone's gonna have to put down their phone. Yeah, and, I you mean, know, it's either gonna be you or her. And I, I feel like things I'm not gonna say right now um, on here, but like, there's a direction it's headed where I don't. It's not gonna be my. It might be my story. Like I might have started it or whatever. But it will be told. The story will be told the way that other people want to tell it. It's not going to be me. Okay. So fair enough. Yeah. Now let's just end with this. Yeah. Would you ever apologize for anything to Tanya? Would you apologize to Tanya for anything that has been done <laughs> or said over the past two years? Yeah, I think I said I. I, I think I call. I talked about her appearance once, which I really don't like to do. So I, I don't like that I did that. I think I called her a dried up, shriveled raisin. And okay, so you said, like to apologize for that? Yeah, nice. I have. And like, okay, you know, and like, I, I'm such an empathetic person. I really am that like, you know, she has publicly said that I like traumatize her children, which I really don't think is fair. Like, I don't, I don't talk about children. I'll bring that up. Um, and obviously that makes me feel bad, but like, I don't really think that that's fair to put on me, but you know, kids are kids and I think they should be kids and not be involved in this stuff at all. And, you know, I think my, my point of view is like, if she handled differently, that's what her kids would have seen. Like to put it all on me, I think is really unfair. 
Um, you know, yeah. you, you'll hear her say that I should have called her and I should have told her what was going on. Like, as if like, I owe her something, which I don't, I don't n- really know her. Like kind of like it Adrian, no. Adrian said, like, I don't know her. I don't know you. Well, I'm going to call you. Like, I don't even call my own friends. Like, what? like we text, like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to call a stranger to be like, I'm getting these complaints about you. Like, what do you well, want to do about it? I will say this, which I think was something we said to each other also is that, and not even with Tanya or the F factor diet, but when you're in a position where you're getting an influx of messages from people with like cries for help or people that are in like situations where they feel like they have no voice or they're desperate, like you feel a weird sense of responsibility. Um, Now, whether it's to post those messages or do something privately behind the scenes, you know, that's up to the person they're coming to. But I know we had that conversation in the beginning that you're like, you know, all these people are coming to me. Like, what am I supposed to fucking do? Yeah, it it is Um, something. It's a weird position to be in. I don't think people that haven't been in it, and I do kind of sometimes say that to people. I'm like, I, I promise you, like, be me for like two days. Like, look, I'm like, you'll understand. It's not what it seems, you know? Um, and when people with real serious medical conditions are like, I can't, I I need help. It's, it's, it's very heavy. And I did have this discussion with my sister, with my husband, like, I don't know what to do. Like, I I guess I would, I talked to you about it. Like I talked to some of my friends about it. I followed my gut and my instinct. Are there things I could have done better? hundred percent. But was my intention always like pure it was so I'll I stand behind that ultimately okay. well thank you for coming on and being so open and honest yes. I know I was putting you on the spot a little bit it's okay <laughs> but we haven't really haven't talked in two yeah. years like this well so, I'm happy I mean we, we cleared it up for everyone that was like why did you do that to you I was like oh god <laughs> yeah no I didn't do it and you know actually another account came to me and asked me about it. You didn't even ask me. I was like, listen, if Emily comes to me and asks me why Wondery is saying that I said I, I deny the conversation, I'll tell them, you know, exactly what I'm telling you, which is that that's not what I said. I know. I, I thought I, I told confirm. I thought you didn't want to get sued. <laughs> no, no. Um, I mean, of course, I don't want to get no, sued, I but know. that's not why but, but, I didn't. But like, ultimately, like, I'm a re- like, I know my our our relationship. And like, we've always had an honest like back and forth. And I knew we would probably talk about it at some point. I was like, you know, people were like, trying to get me to react on that. And like, you know, I really learned I have like, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna do that. Like, you know, I, I also like, I want to see how the podcast plays out like I haven't even heard the end uh, you know so I was kind of right. like let me just see where this is all going um and also they did put that clip of you in where you you say that like you thought that the woman presented I think you said who she is on Instagram is maybe not who yeah what she seems and I thought that kind of cleared it up like you weren't saying like Emily made this up like oh no 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 yes so the one time I did talk about the diet on a podcast yes I did say that that was my opinion right? based on the messages I was receiving. Right. Um, but again, like the whole story of her and who she is and I guess her image, public facing image compared to her privately facing image was interesting, interesting to me that um, people really wanted to talk about it. So well, it's kind of like an Anna Delvey like thing. Like, listen, I watched that show and I, I watched that show twice and I don't watch shows. I was fascinated. Like I was like, what? 
you know, I think it's really interesting if people appear one way and they're like really not what they seem or if that's what's alleged, like it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. And especially like, like you said, like since she was putting it all in like such a pretty package, like on her Instagram and hundred percent. I think I actually gave her a bunch of compliments here. She'll still hate me and want to, you know, whatever, but (laughs) I I think it was actually really did. We called, we called her a marketing genius several times, which I I will stand by. Um, she does a great job. Yeah. Um, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for being here and thank you guys for listening. Yep. Thanks guys. It was fun. That's it for today. Thanks so much for listening to Do You. New episodes will air every Thursday. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13 Studios. Please listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. For more info, you can also follow me on Instagram at DeMois.